Today's episode is brought to you by The Northman, an action-filled epic from visionary director Robert Eggers with an all-star cast that includes Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. Witness the rise of The Northman as he discovers that fate has no mercy. The Northman is only in theaters April 22nd. Visit thenorthmanfilm.com to learn more. everybody hope you're doing real good on this fabulous uh as you hear this wednesday unless you are joining us live on twitch.tv backslash weekly games chat this is another edition of the said program podcast that i just mentioned (laughs) this is episode 324 and this is our intro segment where we just kind of hang out and, and catch up on last week's activities my name is sean uh, I like to be joined by the other two fellas, and they are here today. I'll start off with the customary person that I start off with, and that is my man John, who does not have a button-up shirt on today. For the record, John, how are you doing, sir? I'll start off with the customary person that I'll start off with. <laughs> yeah, top notch, right good, there, man. How are you doing? I'm doing real good. It's it's good to see your face uh, for the. Yeah, second time in a few days. Rarities. Yeah, we just we just hung out. We just hung out for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I do see you drinking a brewski. We'll get back to that if you're ready, or you want to talk about it now. What we're having today for a weekly beer chat? Yeah, one of these things. One of these days, the companies are going to hear us. Maybe this is uh, this is Doctor Robot Blackberry Lemon Sour from Monday Night Brewing. That's a good brewery, right there, and a good beer. Where is Monday Night Brewing located? Atlanta. Atlanta. Hotlanta, home of the Braves. What? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you heard him speak already. That's my, that's the beer uh, aficionado himself. Also the uh, the the Lord of Tinkering, the legend, Chris. How you doing, Chris? Good to see you, buddy. I've seen you literally all day, but it's still good to see you right now. Tinker, tinkering, <laughs> adding Tinker. that to his uh, resume. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, that's, that's real nice. Hey, I see you got your lighting going on today. That's great. I've been wanting to complain about it for a couple of weeks, but I didn't. It was until on right last now. week. Hey, was it? It was. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But once again, shout out to everybody in our, our uh, Twitch chat hanging out. And, and uh, dear listener, thank you for choosing us to start off your, uh, I don't know if you started. I shouldn't have said that. Just listening to us, listener. Thank you. You rock. Uh, what's been going on, boys? Any uh, For me, I got to be honest, DJing and College football dominated my weekend. So that's about all I got this week. And I will, I will dive into it more, Roll Tide. Uh, but let's, let's see where you guys take this today. What do you, what do you want to talk about? Minus the uh, half of that. And yeah, that's pretty much me. Guess which part? <laughs> <laughs> that is super awesome. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't see you as uh, you never really promoted your DJ brand. So I'm going to just say you watch a lot of football. Maybe you had some good food, a couple of beverages. We had really good weather locally. Maybe, so I mean, maybe maybe you, more than a couple. Maybe more. maybe we're going to say a couple, but uh, maybe a little more. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Did I just have a little sniffle? Is a little uh, allergy sinusy thing going on? I am not known as sick boy, so uh, John, I need you to help me out right now. <laughs> I have a couple of uh, take it home COVID tests if you want to borrow one. Yeah, did you really have some of those uh, take home COVID tests? Take I have about, take, I have about twenty three of them at this point. I I don't know if in every this is going to be a total squirrel moment, but in every steak and shake. They used to have a neon sign inside that said, take home a sack. Nice. And that just made me think of that. Now I kind of want to have some steak and shake, but you and I may have plans to enjoy in person together. The Chipotle's and the yeah. bowls of goodness. Yeah, Sean, I went around Friday. I went around town to all the CVS's I could find to collect. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, looking for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Um, they're hard to come by, but our our department is ramping up our our summits, our traveling for summit. Yeah, yeah, and your real-life job. Are, a, a lot of them are requiring you to take an at-home COVID test mm. and upload them to whatever site who's sponsoring the, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. For confirmation, you don't have the Rona. Right. You got to take it like a day before, before you travel. Yeah. Um, and they're hard to come by. So we have, we have, I, I ran around and, and over the course of the day, got a hold of about 23 tests. Don't you got to pay for them? Oh yeah. Yeah, you yeah. do. Those are not the, unless you got like the bootleg versions from wish.com. Corporate. Card. Uh, oh, true. Hey, that's all and you then, say. And then when, when someone <laughs> needs, if, if, if somebody needs it, we ship it out to them and you know, there it is. There it is. Yeah. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> well, we got, got some, like, plus I, I was thinking of actually just forgetting the whole thing and selling them on eBay for <laughs> twice the price. That's perfect. Uh, and I got your back, you know, between, yeah, we got this DJ money and COVID test money. Uh, but we got some, some semi either good news or bad news, depending on the way you look at it. John, Chris has been invited by his real life best friend to join a six o'clock Eastern standard time rocket league tournament. And today we start recording at around between five 30 and five 45 Eastern what? time. I can hurry this up. Let's do this. So Chris, <laughs> maybe in a minute, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're is, watching, is he there'll be a Tom, <laughs> there'll be a Tom Segura logo that pops up in about 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> Is he really doing this? I don't. If he does, it, we should be able to do this. He'll he'll be able to. Can you imagine if we did that to him? <laughs> it, it, the, dude, the thing is, we should be able to do whatever as long as we have an attention span that we can still, you know, be chime in Charlie's and and you talk just, about things. You just hear the whole entire. Yes, sir. So there's Xenomorphs, huh, John? Damn it. Yeah, the way he says it, it's, you can tell he's totally. What I like to dub is video game chatting. Which right. means he is responding to you, but the layer of depth to the conversation is at null or zero because they are simply responding. It is not a, you know, form of normal communication. Well, yeah, we'll we're, play it by ear. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, if you feel like screwing us over, go ahead. You know, just Ripley is just one of my uh, you for it. 
Ripley's one of my favorite. Over the middle, Josh. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that'll happen. <laughs> they can't not do Rocket League talk to each other uh, when they play the game. It's literally impossible. So to all the Rocket League players out there, we know that you all are talking and screaming at your controllers and TVs and also totally spamming us with all the in-game uh, chat emotes. Why do you got to be so pretentious, Rocket League players? Why? Why when save? I miss a save, why do you got to say what a save? You know? <laughs> actually, why do you gotta, when, I, when I miss a shot, why do you got to say what a shot? Actually, my motivation for the last weekend has uh, been, you know, they have a store and they'll from time to time interesting things on there and once in a while i see something that makes me bite it's pretty rare but <laughs> once in a while but uh now this weekend they got me because they're sean you know this whenever you score in rocket league you can put up anthem that plays in the background yeah. as they replay yeah. your goal yeah they put smash mouth all-star and i was like i'm oh, going I to make every 17 so year old kid that does not have an idea of how much we had to hear this freaking song in 1999 cool hear it every time I score in a game. <laughs> Can you imagine being a fan of Smash Mouth? <laughs> Worst band ever. <laughs> Possibly the w- Now, Smash Mouth, if you're listening, and will become like an official sponsor of the show, of course. We're just joking right now. But right. in real life, if you like this band for any period of time, ugh. Ter- <laughs> terrible. Oh, terrible. my God. Oh my God! Yeah, and and we got someone in chat, D White Dynamite. Uh, that's got to be a, a some form of form of trolling to have that song included in a goal scoring um, opportunity. So that's why I figured. That's why I. Did uh, it. I gotta say, boys. You know, I'm a big soccer fan, and Chris, you've recently turned into be a soccer fan. Boo! Ted Lasso. The United, the United <laughs> States is they're in World Cup qualifying right now, right? This is a big deal. This is one of those years where like a lot of stuff's going to happen. Tournaments that don't no- normally happen within the same year. The World Cup is going to happen this year. And we're qualifying. And it's important that we beat teams like Canada and Trinidad and Tobago. Stuff like that. Mexico. Mexico. Well, the Mexico game's 50-50. That's a rivalry game. Mexico on an international level, they're okay. But we beat them. But in, in the FIFA rank, that was in a previous tournament without full rosters. We're in a whole different beast right now, Chris. I literally just said that, but it's fine. So we were ranked like number 10 in the world, believe it or not, boys, in FIFA rankings. We start our World Cup qualifying campaign, a team we should have beat. We drew at their place. The next game, which just happened, we play the Canadians Boss, in Nashville. Right? We drew. Oh, drew. Okay. So I bring this up for context because it's going on right now. We didn't make the World Cup last go round. We did not. I remember that. It was a big stinker. Mm-hmm. So there is that. But uh, my my default, if I have a U.S. and and I go for Germany because my grandma's from Germany, and that luckily they're really good at soccer. So my default team, they I think they won like six to nothing. <laughs> we should go get that David Beckham guy. Yeah, well, he doesn't play soccer anymore, but he's still pretty good. He put an Instagram video out. Fun fact. Uh, he's got, of course, probably the most expensive shoes on ever, and he still knows how to dribble and do fancy kicks in a suit. It's it's kind of like one of those things, dude. From time to time, I think about how athletic you have to be to be a soccer player. It's ridiculous. It is. I played baseball, and for nine innings, I caught behind the plate. You know, I had to throw the ball. Every once in a while, if I hit it, I had to run. You know? <laughs> soccer, I've always heard soccer and tennis are the two most yeah. exhausting 
sports you can do that are not like yeah. track and field, I guess. Decathlon. Even football <laughs> is very physical, right? Yeah. American football is very physical, but there's moments of when it's not physical. Yeah. And you stop for a minute and you huddle. See, see kids today don't know what huddling is, so I probably shouldn't have used that word because uh, if you watch football now, there's none of that. But, yeah. So, yeah, uh, college football happened, like we said, and uh, Chris and I are very happy. Um, RTR. <clears throat> and John is happy because his team won. A really, really hyped up football game. Yeah, they went from number five to number two now. Number two. two. Yeah. Yeah. They should. I don't know if it was, I don't know if uh, their defense was really good or their offense really sucked. There wasn't an offensive touchdown that whole game, was there? No. There was field goals and a pick six. And yeah, people were saying, is Georgia's defense that good? Is Clemson's offense that bad? Uh, or is Georgia's offense just not good and Clemson's defense is that good? All I so There's know, a lot of what else, but I just, yeah, it, I couldn't believe it was only 10 to 3. Going into Saturday, Bryce Young was like fourth on the Heisman list behind Spencer Radler, JT yeah. Daniels, and uh, the Clemson quarterback. I can't remember his name. He is, I just uh, call him DJ. Yeah, DJ, that's right. And uh, he is now Oogly ahead Oogly. of them. In the Heisman rankings, because he is yeah, the but one he's still only five up. foot nine, and they're listing him as six foot on the chart. He can't be six foot tall. Bryce Young is tiny. Yeah, he's it like scares uh, me. He's like Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm thinking more of like uh, Murray from Oklahoma. He's a little bit bigger the, than them. He's a little. You think bigger. he's bigger than Murray? I think Murray's like five eight, five nine, and I think Bryce is like more like five ten, five eleven. Yeah, and they do they do give you that extra inch. Yeah. You know, if we all got judged with an extra inch, like football players do on height, you know, it matters. You I know, an extra inch. <laughs> I mean, right? But uh, so yeah, there's there's the sports chat for the week, folks. There it is. Did any of you check out uh, Shang Chi Rely? I did not. Shang Chi Rely. Shang. That's my joke. I don't know how to say the name, so I'm really going to butcher it on purpose, John. We'll just call call it Ten Rings. Yeah, did anybody see Ten Rings? No? I did not. Did you guys do anything this week other than, like, nothing? Football. Football. Worked in the yard. Old man chat. Uh, Did some grilling. Old man chat. (laughs) Um, Played the topic. we you did do some topicness. We uh we we got to watch out, John, because they are all over us on old man chat. We're not allowed to actually be our ages and talk about things we do. We're totally ageist here. Well, back in my day, wait, <laughs> did it again? Oh no! But yeah, so yeah, there's that. Mm. Um, gosh, it was something. I did think of you, John. Because for whatever reason, Saturday, I found myself watching um, Midnight in the Garden of of Good and Evil. Whoa! You turn right here, boys. Right. (laughs) Uga is going to be more famous than any of us. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, Lord. Well, look, I I think, look, I really, this probably will sound old man chattish, but we'll have fun with it. So, John, you ready for the story? We got to talk about it. So, John hits me up. Uh, Chris, don't you old man chat me right now. Don't you hit a button. Don't you do anything. So John hits me up and um, he's like, hey, man, what you doing? And I'm tired. Uh, I had a gig the night before, you know, blah, 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 DJ talk, right? And he's like, well, look, I was going down my list of friends that had a truck because I need a truck and you're it. 
<laughs> so basically, John, uh, John and his his wife, uh, oh, his wife, uh, they go and they purchase something that needs to be brought home in a truck. It happened to be a grill that was already assembled. So I go, yeah, I'll be on the way. And John is in another state, and <clears> so I had to, you know, get myself together and head over there. So when I when I pull up, John's sitting there. You know, his wife would, his wife. Thank his you. wife had already wife. went home to kind of prep and be ready for our arrival. And John and I, when I get there, we, we trip out and we're having fun. We load the thing up and we do it in the most. And it was my fault because I said, this is the way we I think we should do it. You know, I don't know better. I'm a meathead. And so on the back of the truck, everybody knows what a truck looks like. We had a grill going side to side, long ways against the tailgate. Okay. Parallel to the tailgate. Parallel. So we 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 bungee tie it down and John and I just don't feel right about this. We're like, <laughs> something's wrong. But we like get in the truck. Breeze would blow it <laughs> we get in the <laughs> truck regardless. It's probably fine. It's and probably if you, fine. <laughs> if you hang out with me and I say that, it is not probably fine, right? It's probably so, fine. <laughs> we pull out the the parking lot of the place and we hit a bump and I'm I'm looking in the rear view. I don't know if John's paying any attention. He probably is. But I see a little teeter, and I don't like it. And I go, <laughs> I'm already pre-planning how we're getting to John's house, how this is going to work out. Well, like an angel from above, we decide to pull off into a like an office complex right near the place where we're at. And lo and behold, there's a truck parked with a grill in the back that showed us the way. <laughs> and instead of being parallel on the tailgate, they made the truck perpendicular uh, to the tailgate per- perpendicular straight up and down in the middle of the truck bed with the straps going over the top as soon as i saw it i knew this was this was the way this is the way and i believe i, I believe we called the guy tom farmer tom farmer for sure had to be right the reason we said that there was a building <clears throat> tom something i don't know if it was really tom farmer tom or not farmer. but we assumed that this part of the day with this truck there that had to be the guy whose name's on the building Thank God to Tom Farmer, hashtag. Uh, we got it tied down pretty good, and uh, we got it delivered safely, but it was it was kind of hit or miss there for a minute. Oh, it would have fallen out. I think I think 100% it would have fallen out. It would have fallen John, out two or three times. <laughs> and John, John told me to bring bungees, and I brought the most effed up sizes of bungees you could have bring, <laughs> brought for what we needed to do. And um, I noticed that uh, Tom, what, what was his name? Tom Farm. Farmer. Yep. Mr. Farmer had the clicky clicky ones, right? <laughs> yeah, the ones that you crank, Chris. Yeah, the, the clicky clicky ones. Oh, I know. I know how this Yeah, works. he knows what they are. Yeah. Those would have been better. Oh, you speak Sean? Yeah, I speak he speaks truck. Sean. He knew what <laughs> he speaks truck. He knows what clicky 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 is. But uh <laughs> we if we would have had those, no issue, right? No movement at all, but we didn't. But we got there and we got we got it delivered. And as you as you heard. John, uh, John's very proud to report that he cooked a meal on it, and it was exquisite. It was delightful. It was delightful. It was a, it was a very nice grill. Uh, I was a little worried that I was going to drop it, but because you're way taller than me. Mm. You know when you move something with a person who's taller than you? That's a very weird thing when you start putting in stairs or height. or It's very weird, but me and John rocked it out like champions. You know, because we are champions in life, John. It's one of those noticed. times where you're, 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 you're with me and we're just laughing our heads off <laughs> the whole time. But yeah. We can't, we can't say what was funny. Nobody would understand. It would just, just yeah. funny stuff. It wouldn't be funny. Yeah. That's why we're friends, John. 
And do you remember that time I made you feel uncomfortable and I told you that I considered you one of my dearest friends in real life? Yeah, I was in the truck. The radio was off and John my tried to jump out of my, the truck. Pants were off um, <laughs> when you said that. So it just made it even yeah, more awkward. It's fine. Radio silence and those words. That's all we needed, John. Yeah. That's all we needed. Chris, where are you going? Is it time for the Rocket League tournament? <laughs> Got about three minutes, guys. That's that's perfect. But yeah, I mean, hey, this is this is what we do in the intro. If this is your first time listening, this is how we roll. We are all over the place. And especially during football season, you will get a recap one way or the other. Um, and there it is. That's that's what it is. So if you boys are I'm ready to hear the topic this week, I won't lie. Uh, I've I've heard some things about it, and I want to see my friend John's perspective on the whole deal. So it, if you guys are ready to to do that, I'm ready to do that. But if you're not, I also am not ready to do that. So you let me know, Chris, John, boys, I'm so ready. So he's oh my god. gentlemen we've made it thank you so much for meeting us here this is the official topic time of this week episode 324 and this is where i tell you regardless of uh how you got here where there was a direct hey this is the topic time i'm skipping to there or if you hung out through the whole intro we appreciate you i now shut up because it's chris's turn to say what the topic is and this week you have a treat ladies and gentlemen and here we go chris the uh, your thing. The topic is aliens fire team. Aliens! Yes, that's the that's the official name. Well done, Chris. John. I hope it's the official name. This is what was on the the show notes. So I was like, really hope John did. Yeah, because John Our will sometimes team. he'll be a little bit funny with the topic True. name on there. True. So. So I All truly right. hope Dishonored too. We're just going to do a, re- <laughs> a retread. Let <laughs> me just go nice. on Q news real quick. <laughs> nice. But, but Sean, if you choose to, if you choose to step away for whatever reason, yeah. Chris, if you could just get a stock photo of Danny McBride and just put it up there. And I will do fun that. fact, Sean, Danny McBride Discord. was, was in alien covenant. So there you go. There's a connection there and it would be so appropriate. When you see, do you not know who that is? I'm I'm a cussing out head mod right now. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, but you said uh, Danny McBride was in something. What'd you say? He was in Alien Covenant, so it's appropriate. So if you go off to get a snack, Chris will put his face on the screen for you. You know, kind of supplement your absence. And uh, Chris, if you can find one that has a mullet, I don't have a mullet. Doesn't matter because he would occasionally. It matters. Uh, roll tide, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> I see what so, you did there, and people across the state of Alabama and other Alabama fans don't appreciate what you did. Well, <clears throat> when Fire Team Elite, hey, this is like, like uh, Chris, um, boisterously announced this is Aliens Fire Team Elite. This game, when it was announced, gave everybody a sense of hope that it was going to be a, um, what alien colonial marines should have been 
Um, and I never even, I never even went near that game. So whatever the problems of it were, I'm not exactly sure. I just know that it was one of the, I guess, worst reviewed games of the, of the, what the, the sixth generation era of Xbox 360. What are we yeah. in ninth or eighth? I don't know. But then, um, but then Alien what Isolation. What did you just ask me? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> I'm kidding. But then Alien Isolation came along and sort of, you know, didn't give us the same alien experience, but it finally gave us an, a good alien experience that, that, that than we'd had in a long time. You know, Alien Isolation is what you would, you know, compare to. Uh, bye, Danny. <laughs> alien Isolation is what you would compare to, like, the original Ridley Scott movie, you know. But what we wanted, what we what we've been asking for this whole time, is that James Cameron Aliens experience. Um, and this is what, and this is what we're getting, and this is what, and this is what the developers have been aiming for with this with this game. And, and a good bit of it succeeds in that front. But uh, this game actually takes place uh, roughly twenty years after Alien Three. So Ellen Ripley's been dead for 20 years and spoilers. I think, I think it, so what spoilers. Yeah. So alien three actually takes place. Um, a hundred years past. Uh, I don't know. A couple of hundred years past Ellen yeah. Ripley's actual timeline. Yeah. That's a while. Like she gets, uh, she gets cryogenically frozen in space. And I think that's, I the, think hundreds of years later they find her. That's the David Fincher one, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, the one that like is people are very up and down on that one, if I yeah. recall. Because I mean the original script of that movie is still floating around. And fun fact, they've got they've got a novelization of what the original Alien Three script was mm-hmm. coming out soon. It's I think it's the Neil Blom camp script. Yeah. I think it's what it's called. And David Fincher came along and did a lot and did a lot of changes and reworked a lot of it. Um, but Alien 3's original script, you know, this is a little off topic, but has been floating around Hollywood for years. And everybody just raves about it. But I'd love to know at some point what the what the producers thought of that script and why they kind of went in a different direction. But but anyway, so this is so this game is gonna give you is is really gonna give you and for the most part, successfully, that alien uh, James Cameron version of how we fight aliens. You've got this. You've got this elite team of Marines that uh, <laughs> that come down um, and fight literally swarms of uh, of aliens of, of different xenomorphs and of different varieties. Um, but yeah, this is it. In in many ways, though, I should say, um, it's a little it's a little bare bones. Now, in the gameplay experience, that's where this thing shines. But as far as its world building, its 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 character, uh, its interest in its characters, its interest in its story, it, it leaves a lot to be desired. But you know, it, it starts off with a character creation um, boutique. It's not very fleshed out, but you can sort of create your character. Um, however you want to, um, mine looks like a gap model, uh, unintentionally. No, no, no. Maybe an Abercrombie model model. <laughs> so, but you have different, you have four different classes. Uh, you have a gunner, you have a medic, you have two others that I can't remember. 
but it's your basic, you know, it's it's your basic run in the mill uh, character classes that you know each serve a purpose. I primarily use the gunner just because it was just the most, it was the first choice, generic that kind of thing. John Rambo. Yeah, it was the John John Rambo. And you know, I, when I was looking at footage of this, um, it kind of reminded me of that. If it, it kind of reminded me of the um. What's the game? The Tom Clancy game. Division. The division. <laughs> the division game that I like so much. Hold on. Let me just. I, I just want to look at the. Because I can't remember the character classes. Let me just look them up real quick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gunner, Demolisher, Technician, and um, and the Medic. Well, you know, fun fact about that word Demolisher. Circa 2007. It was also the name of whoa i can't imagine that's right and when when you were done they needed a medic (laughs) no okay i mean i didn't like dexter him or anything jesus christ john (laughs) speaking of dexter he's returning yay so um the the series the, the game sort of starts out kind of like it would kind of like it does in um in aliens, although you know you don't wake up from cryo sleep, but you're on this you're you're on this deck, this ship deck where you've got, you've got all these marine grunts, um, and you go around and you talk to them and you pick up new missions and you there's a place you go for new weapons after you complete missions. The game's level based, um, so as you get more as you level up more, you get more points to use to upgrade your weapons. Um, thanks, man. <laughs> you, to to upgrade your weapons. That What's was up, for John? the chat only, man. You don't have to comment on me holding up Scooby Snacks. I'm talking. I'm sorry. You're right. You understand that? You understand what I'm saying to you, sir? Lord, I apologize. So, so there's like when you go up, you know, or I say it's kind of bare bones. You could tell this game was on a budget, so you could tell. But I, but that's not a put down because. I think they focus their budget on a lot of the right things. So when you're going around the the ship hangar, you go and you talk to different people, but it's basically an avatar that just stands there and they, they move around, you know, scratch the nose, scratch, you know, you can tell that they're, you know, they're not just photo. Um, but when they talk to you, their mouths aren't moving. They're just, they're just a figure that's there and you hear what they're saying to you. So you could tell that they really wanted to focus their budget on the the missions themselves. So, you know, it's just a so it's just a lot of bare bones, lacks a lot of character and personality in between the mission structure. Um so, you know, you have to be you know, so, so this isn't some you, when you're looking at this game, you can tell it's not this big Hollywood blockbuster that somebody put a lot of money to, into. You know, but the game is priced um $39.99 on all platforms. So it's not that expensive. There's a $69.99 version of the game that you can get that allows you to get future content. But for me, I just kind of wanted to tread the water and see what I was getting. I did not want to put my money. I mean, I would recommend if you're not sure about this game, but you kind of want to give it a try. The entry point is not as expensive as as it could be. Um, but just, 
doing that introductory price is what I would recommend to people just, you know, interested in, in seeing what it's all about. So you start, so you pick up missions and, and, and it's like, I think it's, it's kind of divided by, I, I guess I would call it five chapters. Each chapter has three missions in it. And most of them for the most part is, are these rescue missions. You're like, you're, you're these colonial Marines and you're going out to, you know, explore terrain. Um, you hear, you're picking up signals, distress calls, things, things, things of that nature. And they're all sort of interconnected where as you're doing things and rescuing people and, and, and getting people out of certain situations, um, there's a little bit of story. Now, what's the story? I have no freaking idea. It just, <laughs> it just didn't, it didn't matter that much, particularly when you're playing online with people. Um, you know, you're too, you're so focused on, on communicating with your buddies that you're not totally listening to what's going on with any narrative thread. What's up, Sean? You got a question? Yeah. You played online with buddies? Well, I played online with one person and you guys have heard me talk about him. His name, you know, his name's Justin. I play division with him. He and yeah. I have been talking about doing, playing this game for a couple of months now. So he and I jumped on and played um, a good bit. So, so the, uh, the <laughs> missions, the missions um, allow for a three team group. So it allows for three players. Now, if you don't, if you only have two, like Justin and I, um, people can jump in that, you know, that you don't know. I mean, as long as you've got your settings to that, someone can jump in. But if someone doesn't jump in, um, what happens is a, just a synthetic, you know, as the alien, those alien androids, an, a, 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 an a, um, not alien, an, an android synthetic would step in and take the place of your third man. So and Michael you can play Foss solo and... What's that, Chris? So Michael Fossenbender is stepping in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or the... Um, Ian Holm. Ian Holm. No. Was he? Oh, yeah, he was. He, yeah. yeah, he was the first android. Mm-hmm. But then there was Bishop, mm-hmm. you know, you know, named after the Wayland character. But, uh, um, but you can play this thing solo. And if you play it solo, your other two players will, will be those android synthoids. Um, and they you know, they do a pretty good job, you know, with helping you with crowd control. But the fact that you can't communicate with them the way you can communicate with your friends online, you know, at least for a, a disadvantage. It's not a it's not a deal breaker for single player. Some people might prefer it. Um, so the option is definitely there. But basically, you drop down to you know a, a different a, a stage, and you you basically get these waves of aliens and and it could be between five aliens to a hundred aliens, depending on what level of the map you're in um, to where you just, you're just getting swarmed by aliens all the time. And it, and this is where the gameplay shines. It is a rock solid good time. If you care about just killing bugs, um, this is what you, this is what you paid for. Yeah, I should say. Um, and, and you're, and you're facing a lot of different xenomorphs that you've seen in the movies. They've, they even come up with some of their own creations. You know, they, they got the xenomorph warrior that shows up every once in a while. I think the warrior class xenomorph was, was the original alien and alien in the original alien movie. Um, and then you've got the, but, but a good part of the crowd control, if you will, the swarms of xenomorphs are the classic alien from the James Cameron film. 
So that's what you're, that's what you're facing with. Now, where this thing, when I say this thing shines, when when people talk about Star Wars video games, you know, you can kind of tell the one of the most important things is to get the the classic sound design right. Well, James Cameron's Alien movie is is no different. Um, in fact, when you're hearing a, a bunch of sounds um, from the game, you don't realize how much you recall sounds from the Aliens James Cameron film. Like, I don't know, it, like the pulse rifle from the James Cameron movie. It doesn't sound exactly like a machine gun does. You could tell it is, but it has that, it's almost like you're, um, it's almost like the sound of a propeller. Um, it's hard to describe the sound, but when you hear that pulse rifle fire at aliens, you go, oh, that's the sound of that gun made. That's the sound of the the guns that the Marines had. It's it's like, it's a very unique sound. Um, the sounds of the xenomorphs pulled right out of the James Cameron movie. Um, the the scenes where they're looking at their their radar and it has that blipping noise you know where where it's like um where it's like they're trying to find out where the heck the xenomorphs are coming from and and they see these white dots creeping up on that I don't know if you guys remember that kind of stuff from the film that's all there um the imagery is pulled from every facet of the of the aliens franchise all the way to prometheus like you'll go into these chambers and chris you'll see these you'll see these um promethean sculptures those giant heads um you'll go into a room and you'll see what they call in in the first in the first film first film yeah the first film the the space jockey yeah. You remember that you remember that that scene there. So there's all I mean they pull through they they pull from the lore of aliens and it's really a a cool um nostalgic experience uh when it comes to the sound design, the world design, you feel like you're in the world of aliens. So that is where that is where the developer said this is what has to matter for this experience. This is where we've got to put our money. Um, and, and for the most part, it pays off, um, beautifully. Uh, the shooting is pretty, the shooting is pretty decent. Um, you're even, you're even, um, coming up. It, it's technically, there's some, um, co- it, there's some cover base shooting, but when it comes to the Xenomorphs, none of that really matters because you can't, you, you know, your, your cover base is basically enemies that fire back at you and you do come, come across those kinds of things, you know, creatures that, the prometheans created that they're a type of synthetic android so there's a lot of different enemy types whether it be xenomorphs um you have uh, the, the 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 skeeziest moment is where when you're kind of coming up on these face hugger type creatures that they're just leaping for your face um so it's a it's a it's a pretty exciting experience with with the gunplay they the chaoticness of it all um when it when it ramps up it really really ramps up like you're in like those like you picture the intense firefights from the james cameron movie and that's what it feels like so So they really did a good job capturing that what's up chris when you get to the larger hordes of them where i'm guessing it's probably like a hundred of them what kind of uh weapons are you using at that point because like so at that point okay yeah so so every level um, has secret caches where you pick up different, you know, improved weapons, improved attachments, 
mm-hmm. things that you can, once you get back to the hangar, you can go and sort of look at your menu, everything you've accumulated and sort of upgrade, improve the stability of your weapons, um, the, the speed of your weapons, the distance they fire, that kind of thing, the accuracy of them. So it's a, it's very division two based, but, um, depending on the, depend, depending on the character classes that are with you, um, you've got, um, like in division two for crowd control, you can, you can use drones you can, that, that kind of pop out of your backpack. You can use these, these, um, these turrets that, that do crowd control. So all of that is sort of there, you, you know, when you know, and you kind of know when the swarms are really going to come at you. So you kind of have time to set up, okay, put a gun turret here. Um, and you know, a friend of yours in, in the game will put up his turret or whatever crowd control he has. Um, so yeah, I'm, that's sort of how the weapons work in that sense, unless that doesn't specifically answer your question. Yeah. I, I asked that just because like my one big thing, like I, I have no doubt like that the gameplay itself can be fun. Right. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, like when I'm hearing like this, like hundreds of xenomorphs and things like that, just wave and wave. And I'm thinking this has been something where you look at the history of aliens, like, it takes a lot to take those bastards down in those movies, right? Whether you're talking about the original where, you know, one person makes it out pretty much. Uh, And then even in this one, you know, to a point where really it's the fact that you blew the reactor (laughs) that, that saved the day. Like before that, it's like, who wants to go take the grenade in the, you know, in the air duct to blow them all up and sacrifice themselves. Cause you're not sitting there and just beating them back with, you know, a gun, you know, with an assault rifle. I'm out. Yeah. So it's like the one thing I wonder is like someone who's more of a fan of it and would look at that sense of, you know, is it more of just like we took the backdrop of aliens and then made a really cool horde game versus, you know, with some good references to the series itself versus like, is it really true to what, you know, just like, like, can these dudes, like when you shoot on them, can they bleed acid on you? You know, can they do things like that? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful with crowd control. If they get too close to you, Mm -hmm. uh, you like there's, there's the certain type of xenomorph that just, um, that has like this glowing yellow orb on the top of his head. Mm -hmm. Like if you hit him close enough, I mean, he'll, the, the, the guts, if you will, will just sort of splash at you and you take damage from the acid. It doesn't outright kill you. I mean, it can, but you have to be careful when you take down a xenomorph, they're leaving that acid blood in certain spots and you step over it and you're going to get, you're going to take damage from it. Um, the, if you recall the, the, the creatures from, from aliens, like the xenomorph from aliens was a little bit different than the xenomorph from the original. Alien. It's, yeah. it's, these were the ones, these xenomorphs were more of the, of the ant army that sort of protected and hung around the queen. Yeah. So they were always easier to take down. It's just, you had to be careful when you did, because a lot of times some of the scenes, when you take them down, they, their acid just gets all over you and it's futile. I mean, great. You killed them. They killed you in the process, that kind of thing. But as far as weapons go, you've got the basic, you know, um, pulse rifle, Chris, you would love the shoddy. It's amazing. Um, it's the shoddy is like the best for the gunner class is the, it's the best for the crowd for crowd control. 
particularly and and it's and you almost switch weapons at the speed you do with Fortnite. It's like that quick over the shoulder thing. And then, you know, um, you know, the, the what is it? The demolisher has like has like this awesome fire um uh, blowtorch weapon that you see in the film. It just covers a lot of area. And in the harder difficulties, <laughs> it could probably get a little bit more chaotic. From what I understand is they can actually do damage to you if you're not careful. Um, as far as the gunplay goes, um, for some reason, and I don't really know, you know, developers, you know, they, they do amazing things. Um, in the division, when I'm playing with you guys, none of you ever got in front of, you never got in my line of sight. Mm -hmm. It never seemed to be, you never seemed to obstruct my view in this game. You can, the, the, your, your friends or other players can get in front of you and completely block what you're trying to do. It gets a little bit chaotic. That could be a design choice. Is there where, friendly fire? Say that again. Is friendly there friendly fire? fire? You can experience friendly fire in harder difficulties, but if you're okay. playing on standard, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it, and, and some of that kind of breaks immersion because, mm -hmm. you know, you can just blast your, your, uh, your shotgun right through them <laughs> as long as there's a xenomorph there and you take down the xenomorph and all that yeah. stuff. Um, the, the but, bullet should, they should, you should start over, Sean, you should still be a bullet sponge, even if friendly fires right. off. So it doesn't go through for sure. Yeah. yeah. Looking at the gameplay, it does look a lot like, I know you mentioned division a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you're, and you did kind of allude to this, that your expectation for the game, uh, do you feel like it was heightened because you were wanting an alien experience that was modeled loosely off of division play style kind of? Yeah, maybe, maybe that might've been, that might've been a big contributor to my anticipation. Um, it's, it, it's only, it's only bare bones division. It, it's, you know, it does, all, it, it even has some gears, it, you know, qualities. It did it. have, when oh. they were shooting out, when I watched the, I really thought of gears in a lot of situations. Yeah. From looking at it to me, um, it, it looks like someone said I could do left for dead and do it with aliens. Right, like the co-op, take on the horde, yeah. Uh, everyone kind of having their specialty of what they're trying to do to help the team, and it's it's more about, you know, not about your own individual individual individualistic uh, achievements. Sorry, but uh, instead more so, you know, the combined efforts to work together, or or yeah, Gears of War, uh, Horde Edition, you know, those kinds of modes, like yeah, that that co-op just just survive yeah. shooter yeah it does um there are some and i do uh, i will stress some quick time elements to it like you'll yeah. be walking down a a dark corridor and all of a sudden from the side depending on who's in front um leading the group a xenomorph will pop up and just jump on you and uh you have to you have to remember your wasd <laughs> configuration when you're playing with mouse and keyboard to hit the certain buttons to me it's all you know it's always been muscle memory i've never really thought yeah. about wasd in their locations so this game keep keep uh teaches you exactly where w is and asd is all that stuff oh it's just oh john <laughs> it's yeah. just it's adorable you know, it's like it's like me remembering phone numbers it's just right. you never think about it that much Dude, i couldn't tell memory. you a phone number right now yeah 
it's, it's crazy. That's a whole other tangent. Old man chats back, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I, I kind of feel like you like Alien in the series and the movies and everything. Otherwise, oh, yeah, you wouldn't have picked up this game. Never yeah, knew that about series. you. If I did, that was post. Uh, yeah, whatever. Then I started thinking of like, I went to see a movie with Chris that had to do with aliens, and I couldn't remember the name of it. Prometheus. That was Prometheus, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Prometheus. We, 2012. Like I've been friends with Chris that long, at least, because we definitely went to that movie together. There was that one, and there was a sequel to it. We didn't go see Covenant together. Mm. Prometheus I, was yeah. I saw that not... with John. What? So maybe I saw that with John. I saw it with someone. Covenant. Yeah, you saw it with me, yeah. I think. Or we all, or we both just saw it and talked about it. Yeah, but you know, it pretty much takes <clears throat> most most important question is Paul Reisner in the game, and can I kill Paul <laughs> Reisner? Uh, that is a good question, like legitimate. But John is another good question. Can we still be friends even though I've technically only seen Prometheus in the Alien timeline? I've never officially watched Alien. So those are two questions wow. now you need to ask. Uh, yeah. You have HBO Max, right? Yeah. I think at, at some point, I don't know if they are still on there, but at some point, pretty much all the Alien movies were on there. So, oh, good. Oh, you should do yourself. Especially Alien, above all else, Alien and Aliens, I think, are must-watch for like anyone like... Everyone like John always gives me grief that I'm not a big horror guy and all that kind of stuff. But like, horror. It, it's because like, to me, that is the top level of horror I am looking for. Like those two guys, you know, well, what if I don't like to be scared? Ridley Scott and James Cameron, they did their thing. And I think they did it better than most. you didn't watch me play Res seven in VR. <laughs> I get scared. It's uh, produced by, uh, by, by James Cameron, right? <laughs> so yeah, John. Well, I, I would say, you know, one of the things, speaking of Aliens, can, uh, the James Cameron film, but but uh, Sean, I, I echo his statement, at least the original Alien. Mm-hmm. That's a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Who's and that? uh, the James Cameron sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, I do that? know that. Uh, he's I the director of Kingdom of Heaven. Thank you. Orlando yeah, Bloom. Turns, turns out. <laughs> but... Um, can I, I just will... watch Independence Day with Will Smith instead? It's better, right? <laughs> right? Well, that's what I call a close encounter. Exactly. <laughs> and then we got Randy Quaid, you know, flying up into the spaceships. Roland Emmerich. Cousin got... Eddie. Roland Emmerich but... has a new movie coming, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looks terrible. I, one of the things I will say, when I talk about how the budget was just really focused on the the levels and the campaign itself, yeah. Um, one of the things that's, one of the things that's very classic to the aliens film for James Cameron are the big personalities in the Marines. Yes. You've got the character that's Bill Paxton, uh, played by Bill Paxton. You've got Lieutenant Vasquez, you know, the loudmouth female grunt, you know, who's just really tough as nails. Um, and you've got really playing it back and, and just allowing all these other characters to just shine through. Um, you've got the stoic but in charge Michael Bean character. I was about to say, is there a Michael Bean <laughs> character? I need a Michael Bean. Not really. I mean, you're not oh. really getting you're, that, and that's and, and that's and that's a downside. You're not really getting these over the top personalities that were so yeah iconic to the film. Mm-hmm. You know, they you can just tell from 
from their from their inability to really do any any simulation of their voice acting by move by, by you know shaping their dialogue um it's just a bare bones hub that you go to to get your next mission upgrade your weapons get new gear but that's pretty much it John, we got a question from the uh, chat. Very good question I have to ask. Uh, when you and your friend wiped, did you or your buddy say the line from Bill Paxton in the film? See, John, a wipe in a game is? I'm guessing he's referring <laughs> when Bill Paxton uh, did not make it. <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about, to be honest. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what is he talking about, Chris? I'm trying to remember the line right now. Yep. So. See, yeah. <laughs> he's standing there judging me for not remembering. Game over. Oh, yes. Game over, man. Game yeah. over, man. Yes. Game yeah. over, man. No, it's he, no. And that's what I mean. I mean, I was trying to remember that line actually where Bill Paxton is sort of in this, this mode mode of panic and he keeps saying this phrase over and over again. Yeah. And I think that's what it was game over, man. Um, but yeah, that, you know, if you're looking for, if you're an alien fan and you're looking for that experience in the gameplay, you're going to find it. It's there. Um, but as far as interesting characters, story, that kind of thing, um, you have to really care about, you know, a solid gameplay experience. To you, gameplay has to be king to give this, you, you know. You need to be in voice chat being your own. as being your own Bill Paxton moment, basically. See, John, saying. voice chat is. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, more more of like, you, you just need to be that moment where the stories you're going to tell are not going to be the script from what is said in the game. It's going to be sharing that experience of, I was about to bite the bullet, and all of a sudden, Justin came over in full Ripley mode, just going yeah, game ape. over, man, me and whatever, <laughs> you know, works. Yeah, I mean, when that, when that Xenomorph jumps at, jumps on you from <clears throat> behind the corner. Yeah. Uh, your buddies typically behind you are going to, you know, rip him, rip him to shreds. Um, you they? know, you know, and, and as far as, I mean, there, there are some different alien Xenomorph types that are harder to take down the Xenomorph warrior class. Yeah. These, 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 these Xenomorphs that pop up two or three times within the level. Oftentimes, and there's, um, there's no real, I would have liked to see, you know, as cliche as it is, I'd like to see boss fights. There's not really boss fights. Totally thought you were going to say Sigourney Weaver making an appearance. There's not like a a queen battle or anything. (laughs) Not what, not from what I've seen. There's, there's about five, I think there's five chapters. Mm. I haven't quite hit chapter five. Mm. Um, but you're kind of where our folks in chat are. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, is there a, a better gamer, you or your your gaming buddy Justin? Oh, Justin, for sure. He's just gamer? got, as far as PC goes, he's just got more PC experience. Do you me. get to use the loader at any point? The loader, yeah. No. No. I have. Why, no. John? Why didn't you hook up a Microsoft Elite controller to play? Um, because when it comes to shooters, I like the keyboard and mouse. Nothing when I have that. access to them, not, not nothing wrong with that. Superior accuracy. Yeah. Um. It is noted that uh, the queen does make an appearance, and that's all they're going to say. Ooh. Well, I will look forward to that. I'm sure. Spoilers. You know, I'm sure that's late in the game. But yeah. you know, if you're a if you're an aliens fan and you, and you care or you care about gameplay over everything else, literally, 
um, you know, I would recommend this game, particularly at the price point that it asked for thirty nine ninety nine. I can see this thing being on sale soon. Um, it also wouldn't surprise me if this jumped onto games with gold or PlayStation plus. Not it just to hammer home some points. This was not a triple a title made by a triple a studio at all. Right. John yep. played it on PC from steam. I believe, right, John? Yeah. He bought it on steam and I, ha- yeah. I haven't even, I don't, it's going to be on all the other things. When I say the things I'm speaking of like the PS fives and yeah, it's on windows, PS four, five, one and series X and S. So pick oh, your and, and what I can tell you about the story is it's, the Wayland Corporation is is a big backdrop of the story, as it often is. It's sort of a you know a go to element of the story. You know, Wayland Utani mm-hmm. Corporation. The, the I'm original, just saying things. I'm just the saying things. Wayland. Yeah, is, it's so it's so ironic. The original character Wayland mm-hmm. was killed by a predator <laughs> in Alien versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> but they are not I, and also i googled some stuff right canon? while you're talking they're not in the same universe did you know that it's officially like a thing well they're all they're both owned by 20th century fox so they yeah. are in the same so universe. now they're owned by disney <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> so um richard <laughs> richard wise yeah if you had a richard john and it was this, xenomorph this game that's funny chris your Richard was Xenomorph, buddy. This game is very okay. Oh. So I will give it a 6.8. Ooh, that is a very okay score. That's just uh, okay. kind of okay. Very okay. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I And I still look forward to playing more of it. Yeah. But it's not everybody. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. There's going to be things about this game that a lot of people just find not okay. You know? They want their experience to be a little bit more well-rounded. Hopefully, hopefully there's content coming to make this a more robust experience. I look forward to that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my score. And you're so, sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. That might not be bad. Not bad at all. Fan of aliens. Mm-hmm. You'll probably like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, but then also um, because if you're a fan of aliens from what I gathered, you may not like it a lot because stuff's missing. So uh, yeah. 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 It, 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 it's just really surprising to me with like the <laughs> aliens franchise that like, especially now Microsoft, you own arcane. They did pray. Go buy the rights, you know, pay whatever you got to and have arcane do a freaking predator or I'm sorry, aliens game. Cause yeah, I think but- they would nail it or, or, EA with the you know if you're gonna do Dead Space, why not do an Aliens game? Hey John, there's a remake coming out for Dead Space soon. But Chris, you have to ask yourself what which game, which version of Aliens do you want Arcade to do? Do I want want them to do do Aliens, Alien Isolation, or do you want them to do James Cameron's Aliens? I just that's the thing. Look, I just want to be looking for a cat and it to be about the dumbest right. mistake I could make, okay? I'm ju- I'm just saying that 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 the Aliens franchise has given us a gift. They've given us two place they they've given us two different playstyle genres. Yeah. I mean, they didn't invent the genres, but they've they've set up two different universes in the Alien franchise where it's, you know, the original Alien where it's kind of stealth, you're doing your best to avoid the sure. singular lone alien. 
or you're going into a nest and with a bunch of Marines and it's this hardcore shooter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So just, um, I, I don't know that I would want arcane to do James Cameron. I guess what's the best way I want an alien game where it's kind of like almost kind of like a dark souls game in the sense of like, I want to feel the punishment of having to go against what is in theory of all the creatures created in, in film universes, maybe the toughest SOB to bring down. You can make an argument for that especially for Ridley Scott's alien, right? Like yeah. this thing was born in within three hours, killed 95% of things on board. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's how effective a killer it is. Honestly, um, what I want more than anything is a new alien versus predator game. I want to play, as, I want to play as predator and I want to be, I want to be dropped on this alien world and I want to go to town. I, I want to use my, I, I want to use all my arsenal to just, you know, I play want, the Orkin Man. I want the Telltale Aliens uh, versus Orkin Man. <laughs> I want the Telltale uh, Alien game where it's really just you trying to convince the Whaling Corporation that they're they shouldn't do terrible things, but they're still going to do terrible things anyways. Right. That would be fun. <laughs> Top notch, John. You're the man. Muchas yes. gracias. I appreciate you. And I, let me just say, I, you know, oh, right. even though it's a 6.8, <laughs> I do not regret this purchase. I don't regret playing it at all. So that's the nuance of it. Two things. <laughs> it's nice. Well, would you like to do some news now? Can I pee? Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. And we have made it to the news section of this week's fine program of Weekly Games Chat. To start us off, I want to tell everybody about Alan Wake and his return. This is big news. I love this game. Remedy has announced that a remaster for the Xbox 360 Classic, Alan Wake, will arrive this fall on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. This is causing the internet to speculate that this is leading up to a possible announcement of... You guessed it, Alan Wake 2. According to Remedy, the remaster will include all DLC expansions, allow for 4K resolution, and will have a commentary from director Sam Lake. Many yeah. of the previous leaks have pointed to October 5th as a possible release date. The original game was released in 2010 to high critical praise. Any excitement for this, boys? I'm excited because I've never played it, but I, my question to you guys would be, Aside from a remaster, does 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 you think the gameplay might need some revamping at all? I was I was hoping so. Uh, I, I mentioned that to you today, Chris. I don't think you caught it, but I feel it, it, if it doesn't kind of change up some things to a more modern feel, it might feel clunky. I know you don't want a game to come out and feel clunky. I didn't think it felt. I mean, because it's one of those games where it's meant to be a little bit clunky, right? Because it's a horror game where you're yeah, weak. you're not really you're, a, yeah, a guy who's yeah, yeah. You're just trying to survive it, you know. I also yeah. people are like, "Is this Alan Wake 2? Uh, folks, we had Alan Wake Two. It's called Alan Wake's New American Nightmare. Came out on Xbox Live back in 2011 or something. Xbox like that. Live, bro. Yeah, yeah. One two way back. But no, I really hope so. I mean, obviously, this all kind of started last what two years ago when 
they announced the uh, expansions for Control, and one of them was called AWE, and everyone kind of figured out, hey, AW, that's Alan Wake. Uh, and, of course, it was. And, you know, I think it's a character, like, if Microsoft had been willing to front it, like, if it done better on sales, I think they were ready to go and, and have continuous content coming out for this series. Yeah. And yeah. it was just one of those things where when once Microsoft wasn't doing it, they had to move on to other things and keep trying. And now it's like we've been talking about it, it's like there's a number of these studios that it feels like for a long time, Double Fine and Somniac, they were just kind of wandering in the wilderness trying to find grounding. And of course, Remedies remained independent. But the one cool thing is because Control was like the big breakthrough hit they've been looking for since max Payne back in the day they kind of got a little bit of financial security so they can you know not have to go to microsoft they'll probably publish this i'm sure with like 505 games like they did with control and get to make the game they want to so that's awesome you know hopefully i, I really do hope we get alan wake too i think it's a under it was kind of like overlooked for its time yeah i'm, I'm excited to play this remaster uh that is what it is right yeah remaster and then if there is a a coupled announcement for uh you know a, a number two that'd be that'd be pretty dope. Mm-hmm. So uh, John, if you've never played it, I think you would enjoy it. Honestly, there is a, it's one of those suspenseful thriller, scary type situations, and and I've never felt you know the feeling. If you've never felt this, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But you're outside and it's dark, and you realize you're alone, and you don't know where you are or where where you need to go is, and something weird kind of comes over you. That game had me feeling like that the whole time. I take out the trash every night. And that, you know what I'm saying? It feels weird, right? You're they like, do Ugh. that perfect thing because, you know, in that game, your one protection is light. And of course, as soon as bad things are showing up, your flashlight starts bugging out. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah. come on, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> just come on, really? It. <laughs> it's almost like the servers go down. Yeah. Nobody Speak- likes the servers go down. Speaking, well, of, speaking of servers, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Metal Gear servers. Mm. Like, like the ones that, like, where like yeah konami has announced that it will be removing <laughs> online support for metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain got his titles and metal gear online for both playstation 3 and xbox 360 beginning today all online dlc purchases must be made on these platforms prior to november 30th the full shutdown is not set to happen until may 31st of 2022 and the game will still be available offline. Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Metal Gear <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 5 has two multiplayer modes that are playable on the two consoles. The Phantom Pain was released. <laughs> yeah, yeah what, what, when was it? When was it released? 2015. 2015. 2015 for sure. Did you see what I posted by the way this week, John? Over the weekend. To... What? Did you see what I posted about you in the news over this weekend? I made a little meme. That was funny. I thought it was funny. You should go look for it in our Discord if you haven't seen it. We have Discord? We do. Cool. You can find it by going to Twitter slash weekly games chat. <laughs> um I yeah. you know, I can't imagine this this you know, Sean, thank you for giving me the most boring news of the week. I can't imagine this affects many, many people. No. Um, but I have to I have to give Konami props that to say you know, you would think that Konami is the kind of company that would go, we're shutting it down now. <laughs> when in fact they shut it down the day before and they're just telling you now that kind of thing. Yeah. But they're kind of given a gradual slowdown. So that's very not Konami. So good on them for 
giving people a chance to make the appropriate uh, preparations for saying goodbye. I just Metal Gear Solid Five. Honestly, I don't know anyone that was probably playing this on PS3 or 360. I I always forget that it released on those consoles, right? Because it originally, yeah. of course, also came out on PS4 and Xbox One. And I think that's where obviously the bulk of people <laughs> were playing this in 2015. And then of course also PC, right? So didn't they release a preface ground game? zero ground zeros ground yeah. zero. Yeah. Ground, See, ground titles, something man. ground zeros. Yeah. It was, good. and they, they, the titles, they never, his titles never flow off the tongue, but They're just so weird. I will ground s- zeros. Why not ground zero? No, it's got to be ground zeros. I, I will say with fan pain, that name is explained, which is not always true. I'm sure they're always explained. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they just, they just come off as so like, what? Why? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Maybe uh, they just, he won't ever learn his lesson, John. Boo. <laughs> Speaking of lessons learned, question mark. CD Projekt Red has seemingly demonstrated that it has learned from previous mistakes. The company's previous investor call seemed to reaffirm this as it refused to name release dates for next-gen iterations of Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk, although indicating their plan for release in 2021. They were also sure not to specifically guarantee a 2021 release. According to the Senior Vice President of Business Development, Michael Nowowski, uh, quote, Our target is to release the next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 later this year. At the same time, keeping in mind the lessons we have learned during the past year and taking into account the fact that this project still remains in development, we can't say with full certainty that the production schedule will not change, of course. Probably the right call. Probably the right call after last year. You know, uh, I think... On one hand, yeah, because they got blown up like, you know, they I remember they had the infographic, like the first one that came up and it was kind of very detailed. And then it got less detailed where it was like coming probably before Q3. And then it just said some for, you know, uh, for what you call it, um, Cyberpunk, it was like some point after Q3 yeah. <laughs> for the next gen update. And I think, you know, yeah, they while I don't think it will be the most difficult thing to make those versions, right. Making sure that you don't commit to something and then either have to back it up or God forbid, they just decide to make the same mistake twice and release a version that's not ready. Right. Probably not a good call on their part. So yeah, shut up. I mean, say something when you're ready. This is, uh, (laughs) you're going to love this, Chris. This is, this is proof that Gordon Gecko was right when he says greed is good. Hmm. Because greed oftentimes leads to decisions that benefit the consumer. Because you can imagine somebody in their before they're going, before they're doing their their uh, financial disclosures, somebody's looking at a chart and goes, This was our projected sales. Had everything gone the way they were supposed to go? Here's what we here's what we made. And so CD Projekt Red's going, okay, we're greedy. We wanted that number. We got this number. So let's get this number 
by communicating with our audience and not squeezing our development cycles and not releasing, releasing crap products and expecting everybody to go, well, they're CD project red. Yeah. I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is long-term lesson learned, but in the short term, at least they've, they've said, yeah, we, uh, and this is an acknowledgement that, that, you know, that, that they get it to, to a certain, at least to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I, I, I actually look forward to playing the next gen version when it comes out, but hopefully what they're doing is while they're, while they're doing the next gen version, they're fixing a lot of the stuff that was previously broken. And when the next gen version comes out, they're releasing patches and you know, how we love we a good all patch. Like a good man. they're releasing that final patch for people who still play it on PS4 and Xbox one. I and think PC. if I had a big hope, uh, while, you know, I love the original Witcher three main game story, right? The, <clears throat> the most realized part of that whole entire thing was the second expansion that came out. Like that is the best, of the best version of Witcher three that we got uh blood and wine, I believe it was called. And maybe they can do something like that where some of the things that they had to cut back to get the game out that a lot of people felt like they had teased us and given us an idea of like, this is where that game is going. Maybe, you know, if they take the extra time for whether it's the first or second DLC or however many they're playing to do when they release it, it's like, Hey, we know we botched it. Right. And we've done our best to make it right as far as stability core wise. But now that we're going, you know, and maybe it might just be that they have to come back and say the DLC is exclusive to next gen. That might be the best call for them if that's what it takes. Sure. Maybe we can get that true vision that everyone was hoping this game would be. Yeah. Remembering Blood and Wine, not that I played it, but it was just one of those rare exceptions to the rule when it comes yes. to people reviewing DLC and giving it high marks. A lot of people just, they really crap on DLCs in general going, it's more of the same. Well, leave the new stuff to the sequels, but I get it, you know? Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, definitely one of those rare exceptions when it comes to DLC. Well, the world is waiting um, to see how Cyberpunk kind of reacts and changes, uh, but we're also waiting for just news in general from a company called, you know, Sony and PlayStation. John, you got some news for us? Well, yeah, Sean, you're getting a showcase. Mm. It's happening. Uh, since E3, the world has been waiting for Sony to announce a high caliber showcase. That moment has arrived when Sony will show us major game announcements on September 9th, 2021, 4 p.m. Eastern time. I'm excited. The, yeah. yeah, me too. The event will feature, quote, a sneak peek at the future of PlayStation 5 with updates from PlayStation Studios and industry-leading devs. Uh, the presentation will be about 40 minutes and we'll talk about games for this holiday and beyond. In addition, they specifically oh, no. announced that PlayStation VR will not have any announcements for this presentation. Let the predictions begin. Guys, what do you think is obvious? Uh, they're going to announce PSVR 2. That's why there's going to be no <laughs> PSVR games <laughs> announced. <laughs> See, that's a that's wordplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the most obvious is God of War, I think. And, and gameplay then, or an extended trailer? I don't know if you'll get gameplay, but I think you will actually get like a real look as opposed to you know just a voiceover and a logo. And then you kind of get it. You'll get a sense for what the heck this thing's about. I, I imagine you're also going to get a gameplay. If there's one, I would bet more so on gameplay. Maybe uh, Gran Turismo Seven. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. that would make sense. 
for that to be there. Makes sense. You could make a case maybe Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two might get a teaser at some point because it's about that time. I guess it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling um, Naughty Dog's going to show up. I don't know how exactly. It could be a brand new uncharted game from another developer that could happen but i do believe i do believe that the last of us part two ps5 upgrade is a shoe in i think that i think that's going to get announced um i think everybody's just expecting that um because if you i mean if you do it for <laughs> if you do it for ghost of tsushima it, it, it almost seems like you yeah, gotta do it, it for it has, part two you're, you're not wrong there I and know. i would you know I'd, I'd i would gladly pick that game up again i think it's very solid despite certain things. So maybe a horizon um, trailer. But I think you're gonna get a I think you're gonna get a Spider Man logo. I think I think they're gonna I think they're they're gonna show up telling you this is what we're working on and we can't wait to tell you more. That kind of thing. I could almost see that Spider Man leads off the show. Maybe. That'd be cool. Be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I almost think so for real. Cause especially uh with the you know the the buzz that happened a few weeks ago about the movie trailer, it's just it's just a time for Spider Man, I think. So we'll see. Spider Man. Try to think uh, who is due. As far as Horizon, I just can't. I don't need to see any more of that game. You know, I. I yeah. They're yeah, they, obviously going to show some stuff, but I don't need any of it. Um, you know, it's a day one buy, the PS5 version, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think they're planning to show you what every major studio is working on. I think whether that's gameplay footage or not, at least the logo you're kind of going to get. You're going to get the next couple of years. Um, here's what we got coming. Final Fantasy <clears throat> 16 wouldn't shock me because, um, of course, what is it? Final Fantasy 16. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. That, oh, I mean, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, he, he's thinking really hard about games that are going <laughs> to make this this list, John. I, and then I can, I can see it. I can see his head smoking. If there's a third party, and I don't know who, but you know, because they've been in such partnership with Epic on Unreal Engine Five, if there is some third party teaser that's due to be shown that is using Unreal Five, where they have something like we can actually show you a glimpse of the game running right. in Unreal, th- I mm-hmm. could easily see that come up. <clears throat> and there are people that are always clamoring for from software to put out. Bloodborne yes. too. Yes, it's either going to be a Bloodborne um, PS5 version, mm-hmm. or they're announcing a sequel. Yeah, most likely it's a Bloodborne um, PS5 version. But um, yeah, I think you're. I think you're on. I think you're spot on there, Chris. I think From Software is going to do something there. Um, they usually don't do. Know what. Can they just say that Playstations are available? Can <laughs> things just become effing available again for right. the love of Pete? Coming this uh, fall, and they just show a Best Buy like shelf yeah. with consoles on it. Thank the Lord. <laughs> the news doesn't stop there with PlayStation. And John, you did mention Horizon, but that's not the one I'm going to talk about here. Uh, PlayStation has reversed a recent decision to not allow free up, uh, excuse me, upgrades to next gen regarding Horizon Forbidden West. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan made the announcement that those who buy the PS4 version will now be getting the PS5 upgrade for free. Ryan also announced that all first-party titles that are cross-gen will offer a $10 digital upgrade path, regardless of digital or physical purchase. This upgrade path will also um, include God of War and Gran Turismo 7. That's the one uh, Chris just talked about. 
This news came following previous backlash when PlayStation announced they would not offer a free upgrade to the PS5 version of Horizon for those who purchased the PS4 version. And it did get pretty uh, stank on them for a minute, but they fixed it. Yeah, I think it was like originally you had to buy one or the other or you had to pay $80 for the deluxe edition to get a copy of both versions of the game. Um, So, you know, and it's hard to like argue this right now, right? Because if you're a parent and you're out there and you're going in February and you still haven't been able to get your kid a, a PS5, right? And you're like, well... He doesn't have the PS5 and I, he wants this game, right? Because it's his birthday next week. And you go and you see the $60 PS4 version of Horizon. You're not going to think about that <laughs> as the parent, more than likely, unless you're in tune to gaming, uh, you know, picking that up and give it to him. But I, like as soon as this came out, I kind of just like it, it, it. The only thing in recent memory it reminded me of was the whole entire Xbox where they were like, by the way, we're going to make you all get basically, you know, uh, game pass ultimate. If you want games with gold or commit to a year long subscription for, uh, games with gold. If you, if you want to not go into games pass, right. It it's, it was very similar where you could just see the release come out and you just be like, press a button to start the clock and go how long until they reverse course. And Jim Ryan, luckily for him, you know, was uh, very smart, read the tea leaves and said, okay, we messed up. Let's make it good. So good on them. I don't think anybody owes anybody a free upgrade to anything, but because certain people in the industry, certain companies in the industry have make it, have made it standard. You, it doesn't mean you no longer have a choice. Uh, Let me, I don't think I said that right it means you economically don't have a choice anymore. Yeah. And that's, that is simply the reality that PlayStation is now living in. When you have this multi-billion dollar company come around and go, we can afford to give you everything for free. <laughs> as long as you pay us nine ninety nine a month, they set the economic trend that you now get everything for free going forward. PlayStation, unfortunately now has to play by those rules. It's not ideal for them. Nintendo can get away with it. They'd never do that. And the consumers who support Nintendo would simply go along with it. But not everybody can play that game. And PlayStation, you know, they're not hurting for cash, don't get me wrong, but, you know, they they simply made a decision that was in this climate unexplainable. It really was. Not to mention the fact that their Ghosts of Tsushima upgrade paths were so confusing. I mean, yes. I, I actually went on Discord. We do have a Discord, right? I actually went on Discord and <laughs> asked, hey, guys, does anybody <laughs> say what? <laughs> I said, Twitter.com. <laughs> so I actually went on Discord because I was confused. I could not find anything. I Googled, what if I have a physical copy of this game? Yeah. Because I can't go on to... For the, until the release date, I finally I finally found something that I think maybe a Discord user provided that said that said you're not going to see the f- upgrade for physical copies until the day that they release the content. So I now have the PS4 disc with the PS5, and I paid the extra for the PS5 upgrade. Um, but 
that that whole thing was so confusing. It was yeah. absolutely. It's, it was so crazy. I, re- I remember playing. Um, I want to say it was, it was Destiny, the first mm-hmm. vanilla Destiny. Yeah, and we played it on PS three. Probably and then went on PS4, and got the PS four. Or it, I remember they were doing that same kind of path upgrade. And it didn't seem as complicated as they're making these things today. And that played it. I played it on PlayStation many, many years ago. So well, from PS3 to PS4, they did it for certain things, but it was not it complicated was not at all. No. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. It, yeah. It's like weird because in retrospect, <clears throat> I feel like when we were looking at the corporate speak. You know, because every time there's a console generation, there's like a lot of corporate term and speak trying to get you to buy into the ecosystem that these two consoles are putting out. And I remember of all the things that came out, the one that routinely got mocked a little bit by the way it sounded was smart delivery. Right. Like people were looking at Xbox and being like, that's just marketing. And in the end, it's ended up being a big saving grace for them because, you know, outside of like instances where it's like EA saying, okay, you have to do this to get this or NBA 2K, right? Third-party developers making their own bed. Everything else from Microsoft, either, you know, the developers decide, yeah, we're fine with it and we're just moving in to this smart delivery system. Or, of course, it's Microsoft itself and there it automatically gets it. And it's been this thing where night and day, as we said, like, I look at it and I go, here recently psychonauts it didn't matter if i was playing it i could play it on my xbox one my bedroom i could play it on my tv i on my series x or i could play it here on <laughs> not PC, your tv chris you know and, and no matter what it was all always you know right there i didn't have to do anything extra it was just like yeah it, it, it it's kind of like similar to you know if i have an apple phone versus a tablet you know or ipad i guess that synergy that occurs between those two devices, it makes it easier for the consumer. So regardless of whatever loss you might get, it's just a better user experience for everyone. And I think Did that's you think you were going to hear the word synergy today, John <laughs> coming from I Chris. Didn't. No, <laughs> I, I honestly, God, you know, could say no. Yeah. Um, just saying, <laughs> um, but it's guys, been their thing a- they've had to figure out. Yeah. And I guess like it seems like now for at least now going forward, we finally have like the official stance, which is, hey, if you play it here originally on your PS4 mm-hmm. and then you get your PS5, pay us 10 bucks for whatever games you want to and you'll get the PS5 version, which, you know, I don't love because if you've got like five or six games you want to upgrade, you know, that's like 50 bucks. Right. But at the same time, at least it's something clear and definitive for everyone. Well, that's I a mean, good point. In fairness, uh, it is that $10 price difference. Yeah, yeah you're getting yeah. 10 bucks for something you've already made money on. But this is a good point by our head mod. Uh, to be fair, Sony um, didn't have to do that with the PS3 to PS4 stuff because uh, PS4 was not backwards right. compatible at all. So maybe that made it easier. I don't I don't know because, you know, we're at a different point now with this system being a little more compatible with previous systems. I, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know. They're more I like PCs. That, I don't think that, I don't think that would have made a difference backwards compatible. I mean, maybe it is, but you know, you get, you buy black flag on PlayStation three. They didn't give you an automatic upgrade to put it on PlayStation no. four because it, I'm just, I'm just talking about, and, yeah, and that you, wouldn't even that wouldn't have even been Sony's decision. That would have yeah, been a Ubisoft John, decision. I'm telling you they now, they shouldn't be getting it for free. Well, yeah, I agree. You should not get it for free. I don't see why they reversed it this hard. 
because uh, I, I I bought it on another console. I should well, have were- waited to buy it on the better console if that's what I wanted to do. Right. I'm yeah. just saying, and I'm a consumer. I'm Joe Consumer. I, I didn't buy the PS5 version. Why should I get it for free? I don't I'm know. Sorry. I'm divided on it just because I've coming from that PC culture, it seems like no matter what through the years, like Bioshock's a great example, right? When Bioshock came out, you had different settings I could run it at. As my PC improved, my ability to run that in the uh the eventual, you know, sequel set game got better. But then at the same time, when they did the remasters of Bioshock, it was basically just, just on PlayStation. Yeah, it was just a free update. You know, don't do it. Was it, it a free update for Mac? Yeah, but, but it was uh, a free update for Skyrim as well. Whenever they did the upgrade for that, um, you know, it's just I and I get it. It's a completely that's different two examples. culture. Yeah, it's right? different, and that's two examples. And I just I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. I it's not like you could get another PC. Mm-hmm. That's why they gave it to you for free because it's PC. It's just you have a PC, play it. These are separate systems that have separate discs and separate things to play them on. Sorry, you bought it on the one that you should have waited on and you didn't buy it on the other one. I normally don't take this kind of stance. I'm doing it right now. You're dumb if you didn't wait. Spend the $10 to fix it. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So for the record, folks, Sean thinks you should wait. If you can't get a PS5, he says you should wait so you could play. You know, Go ahead and buy that $70 version right up front. And you're dumb. Yeah, or if you, or if you decide to get, to get it on PS4, guess what? <laughs> Don't expect the PS5 one for free. <laughs> Man, you got me dodging landmines, dude. That's hilarious. Love it. All yeah, right. Chris, this is your news. I just gave oh, you the yeah. pivot. Yeah, yeah I said the thing that should trigger you to <clears throat> like look a tripwire. <laughs> yes, like be aware of those. Tripwire CEO John Gibson has stepped down following a tweet he made in support of the recent Texas anti-abortion law. Tripwire is the publisher behind games such as Chivalry 2 and Maneater, where you play as a freaking shark, which is just a great idea for a game. Um, the company made the move following the developer backlash, threatening to remove support in partnership with the publisher in a statement provided by Tripwire. The company stated, quote, the comments given by John Gibson are of his own opinion and do not reflect those of Tripwire Interactive as a company. His comments disregarded the values of our whole team, our partners and much of our broader community. Our leadership team at Tripwire are deeply sorry and are unified in our commitment to take swift action and to foster a more positive environment. That was very fast because this yeah, happened, happened. This happened Saturday, I think, and then pretty yeah. much uh, while they made Maneater themselves, Chivalry was a different company, and then they produced it, I guess, for them, and they have some sort of contract, and pretty much that team came out and said, "Nah, we ain't about that," uh, and we're gonna pull our contract because it doesn't reflect our values and uh, i mean i don't know i guess it's just a reminder if you're a ceo of a company out there you you live in an age where you might want to think about what you post on social media because it wasn't like anything offensive like in terms of the way you worded or anything like that right it wasn't anything like like he was disparaging or putting people down directly he was just kind of voicing his own support of his own do you mean to read the tweet real quick just so everybody has context of what he read or what he typed 
Just for context, he said, proud of hashtag U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat. As an entertainer, I don't get political often, yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. And that was a tweet that, yeah, the internet did not take kindly. Yeah. Uh, People on, you know, and it's funny that we got to say a user on Twitter, but that's the way it is. They were referring to him as some sort of hypocrite because you're a pro-life game developer, but your company makes games like Killing Floor. And that was the kind of stuff that was really firing up the ranks of the Twitter comments and things like that. And honestly, I don't care about like regular people on Twitter of what they're saying, you know, because that's vocal outrage machine every day of like yeah useless yeah, that's called social media and people yeah. hide behind twitter handles i don't I get it like to me the thing that i was like as a company i i could understand why they quickly made this move was when he kind of came around and you go like hey we're about to lose money you know and contracts and stability as as a corporation <clears throat> and yeah. the only way it's going to end is if you leave you know that's where i was like okay that sucks that that's the punishment for you you know because free speech and all, but unfortunately, yeah, you live in this world now where free speech has reaction and more so than ever has reactions from corporations, fellow corporations, where they can have an opposite viewpoint and they will take action against yeah. you if they don't think and, you're lining and, and up. And this kind of this kind of tweet happens to fall under one of those what we call hot button issues. Yeah. I would steer clear of hot button issues if I was a CEO of a company. Just saying. What? The reality is, um, I I kept going. I kept thinking about this story in relation to what it means for the average gamer, um, what it means for an average game dev who you know looks at his computer screen, does his work, keeps his mouth shut, but holds opinions that fifty percent of the country hold. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. But in the games industry, I'm with Chris. In, in, in this sense, I think that I think that I think that CEOs and companies in general should just keep their mouth shut regarding these hot button topics. I'm not talking about let's feed the hungry. Mm. No divisiveness no, there. <laughs> no divisiveness at all, right? Yeah. How about we don't like crime? No divisiveness there. <laughs> Very bland support, ice cream. Let's support, you know. Let's support rehabilitation. Yeah. That's good. not controversial. Yeah. Even if you're not exactly for it, you don't think the opinion's toxic. But when it comes to an issue like this, and I'm not talking about the issue at all. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about the subject surrounding the issue. Um you've got two separate sides who both think each other are monsters. That's I mean, fair. let's just be real here. Yeah, yeah. And what and what the CEO forced the company to do was take a side that they felt was more profitable to them. Maybe. But the but the downside is it's I keep thinking about the what what Michael Jordan said a long time ago when he was pressured to support a candidate who was campaigning against of all Republicans, Jesse Helms. Okay. That one, you know, cliche Republican. What did he say, guys? Do you remember? I've seen it. But basically, said, yeah, they divided in the documentary. I don't know what he word said, for word. Republicans but yeah. like basketball too. Yeah. Yeah. And when I think of this, I think pro life people like video games too. Sure. Yeah. 
And what you're doing here, you know, much very likely forced, you know, the CEO forced their hand. But what they did here is they said the video game industry is pro-choice. And if you're pro-life, we think you're a pariah. Mm. Even though pro-life people play video games, a lot of them. We're talking 50-50 here. Um, that yeah, is, but I also you know, feel like if they wouldn't have made a move, the pro-choice community would maybe not have been as as supportive of them keeping them either. It was, a, like you said, no. they forced, the right. hand was forced. The pro-choice community is often more quiet. I mean, people get mad that they bombed an abortion clinic back in 1984. People are still upset about that. <laughs> But, you know, that was almost 30, that was 40 years ago. But, you know, to me, I, I think, I think that, uh, you know, the IGN article um, made a mistake last night when I read it. And guess what? what? They corrected it today. Yeah. What they said in the article yesterday is the Supreme Court affirmed. Yeah, no, then. And they, they didn't do that. Yeah, and that's what a that, lot yeah. of people, that's what a lot of people are, are misinformed with. AOC came out the next day and said the Supreme court struck down Roe v. Wade and they did no such thing. What they did was that the law was passed. The law was passed. It didn't go into effect, but the law was passed six months ago. Chris, is that right? I know. Didn't it? It doesn't go into effect. Like it, it went into effect a few days ago, yeah. early September. Yeah. And whoever it was waited to the last minute to file an injunction. This case is going to be seen by the Supreme court. Make no yeah. mistake. And in, and, it's, and it's a very high likelihood that it'll be struck down because I think, you know, in practical terms, this thing goes against Roe v. Wade because the first trimester is 12 weeks. Yeah. And, this, and Roe v. Wade allows, with pretty much full autonomy, this decision to be made between the doctor and, and, the, and the woman within the first 12 weeks. This is six. Yeah. I think this is clearly a violation of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, clearly. And just to clarify, it went into effect September first, right? Mm. But to first. me, I just look at this and I go: the, the the downside to this is people, people who I know that I sympathize with, who have these opinions, who are not toxic people, right? I grew up with them. You know, you f you feel, you feel isolated from these this big great gaming community. You feel this, I don't know. I just it's like. You got to sell copies to pro-life gamers too. You just do. I guess my thing is like with stuff like this, I'm not like for me, I'm not, I wasn't going to not buy like Manny or two if it was ever coming out because of the owner's thing. Just like, you know, I, I wasn't going to stop eating Chick-fil-A because of the owner's views on that. Just like right. I wasn't going to stop watching the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick's views. Or anything mm -hmm. like I'm personally all about putting out your opinion, just do it in a respectful way. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're not doing something that's like, you know, truly offensive, like you mm -hmm. are just trying to bait people like I, the only guy I could think of in recent memory that I used to support his work. And I do not because of the way he has acted online, things like that is um, Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. I grew up reading Dilbert because it was pretty much talking about my parents' life every single day. And it was my vision of what corporate America was uh, at that point at that time. And like what I've seen him post and just the way he antagonized people, I'm like, I don't need that. You can, if that's what your view is, you go spouse it, do what you will. I don't need Dilbert 
<laughs> to yeah, get by, totally. you know, but on the other hand, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't have a problem with what he said. You know, I disagree with him, but that's, yeah. that's about yeah. as far as I go to it. I just like, it's kind of like that thing where I think of our company and our, our head honcho. And I'm like, if he went and said those things, there would probably be blowback. And I mm-hmm. don't know what the board would do. If all of a sudden sure. you found out X, Y, and Z were now leaving our company as a contractor or whatever, because of those comments, I was, I'm sure he would be forced out as well. That's just the you way see, you are. This is the one political issue that mm-hmm. I hate more than any political issue in the known world, because it is the prime example of both sides, both mm-hmm. sides having literally no idea what the other side believes. Sure. It's just memes to everybody on yes. either side. They just send out the memes. This is what the other side believes. It's just, yeah. it's not true. And it's just, a, it's just, I hate this issue. But and but the reason we it brought it into news just, just for any, video games. Yeah, just for anybody, this is not that we didn't do it for politics. You know, we don't go there. But it happened to deal with a guy who made a comment that he got forced out, and he happened to be tied into video games, and and that shows you how big of you know a, a news story. If if you if you did actually watch news, if you are into politics at all, you saw this story. Yeah, um, it was everywhere, and yeah. This is one of those, uh, like I said it, and then John mentioned it. It's a hot button topic that it, he, when he says both sides, you know what he's talking about. They they have their views on it, and I think you're right to a degree where that's one of those things. If maybe we just talked a little more, maybe <laughs> maybe we'd see some sides of stories and things. And I don't, you, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, some some just some of you guys weighing in in chat. I, I appreciate you guys. And I got to be honest, every time we go into what's being described as hashtag weekly politics chat, thanks, Ted Mod, <laughs> uh, you guys get going. Maybe we should stop talking about video games and let's, let's, uh, let's create a new podcast. When, about, we, when uh, we launch the Patreon, that's going to be the uh, 10,000 <laughs> subscriber. But yeah, uh, I, I kind of liked, I kind of, I don't know where your point of view was coming from, but I kind of, this, this is kind of true. Uh, Dravin says freedom of speech doesn't equal freedom of con or from consequences. And you're not wrong, That's fair. but you also shouldn't be afraid to say something because of a consequence either. Also fair. Um, uh, you know what I'm saying? So there is that. Yeah. And, I want to, uh, I want to just, I don't have any problem with what happened to the CEO. Yeah. He should have known better than that. Yeah. He should have known his audience. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. And I appreciate that. D.Y. Dynamics. And we hear this a lot. I don't necessarily say this to you guys a lot. Maybe you see it, too. But our viewers appreciate when we do come across something hot, hot button. And I'll give you an example. when We get into Twitter. It's like we um we're able to talk to each other. We're not polarizing. We were. They've never eaten with us. At <laughs> we were. We were. Or Chipotle we after the Chipotle. show. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier today and we were like, if this dude was the CEO of like, if Tripwire was in coal mining in West Virginia, I don't think there would be much outrage today for what he said. No. You know, I, no. I'm just taking a guess on that. Maybe I'm wrong. I shouldn't generalize groups of people <laughs> and how they feel about coal mining companies talking about bills in Texas. But you know, that's it's just like, it's, a guess. it's like I say in the video game industry, San Francisco is the Vatican. And all, is that where Silicon Valley is? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just no. whether you're in Texas, whether you're or whether you're somewhere in California, all your decrees, your faith statements, they all come out of San Francisco. That's I, not uh, a bad thing. It's cool. No. no big deal. Just know your audience, man. Yeah. Shut Read up. The, <laughs> I, 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 I say this to Chris a lot, right? And it's kind of funny. 
you know what I'm about to say, I think, Chris. But so we'll be hanging out in Discord. And uh me and me and me and whoever we're hanging out with, we're kind of either chill or talking about something. Chris will come in what we call in the biz, John, as hot. Hot. <laughs> Chris comes in hot. <laughs> and I'm like, Chris, read the room, bro. Uh, uh, Real yeah. surplus juice, boys. <laughs> Leroy! I remember, Leroy! I remember living. <laughs> I remember living with Chris and we've done this to each other over the years where the president, whoever it is, we don't like did something. We go home and we unload on each other yeah. any given day. Chris came home one day and just unloaded on me because I don't know, the Republicans weren't cooperating with Obama for some reason or <laughs> just, <laughs> just said, work with each other. Dang it. That's we the would thing. just use each other as whipping boys. That's just- the thing that, you thought i tell people in retrospect it's like you don't realize that the one thing you have when you're younger i think that you more so realize as you get older it's like don't get so angry and don't take it out on other people you know yeah be a little bit more reserved in it and don't uh, you know just try to always remember there are human beings behind everything that's going on you know and just yeah don't be so cynical, because I was definitely cynical yeah. at the time. And if you develop uh, a view on something when you're very, you know, young, you don't even, you probably won't realize that you're so slanted and jaded because you are so youthful and you don't know things. And hopefully, one day, maybe you kind of realize, hey, maybe I should have gone so hard in the paint on my buddy John that day in the living room. And I think you kind of just heard Chris say that right there, or vice versa. It was, yeah, it was vice versa. We've we've both had moments where we've had to like then go back about thirty minutes later and be like, "Yeah, I was an idiot. Sorry." Uh, and somebody <laughs> in, in chat said, and and if anybody ever writes in on this or comments on it, we've joked about this before. Uh, the ch- the comment was, "I would love a political podcast from you three. It would be kind of funny, um, for real. That's funny." Because, you know, we could have fun with it. I, you know what would be probably hysterical? Like, we joke about it. Shoots to the top. We're up there with Rogan on podcasts. Downloads. Like, it's crazy because us three knuckleheads are talking politics. Can you imagine? I don't know. Mm. We're, we're, we're too I have busy. No, I have no. After <laughs> I got a DJ on the weekends. I feel like I've seen too much of the world of what happens when you go into political podcasts and, and YouTube series. And uh, I have no, no desire to be in that. Yeah, Chris is holding us back. I'd say this five years ago when we first got started, yeah, I would have, I would have given it a shot. Yeah. But the day I started talking about unions was the day I was like, <laughs> no. that was our greatest fan feedback that was, ever. That was the day I realized there is, I have no business. Yes, you do. Yeah, it was, I'm telling you, it'd be fine. What you do have business though, I got to put you on the spot here and I need you to tell everybody about what games are coming to PlayStation Plus. Pivot. Uh, September. Do you want me to do both? I'll do, or I'll do either September and you do games. One of us, I'll do do PlayStation. Here's what's coming out for PlayStation Plus in December. Ladies and gentlemen, first you're going to get overcooked all you can eat. Chipotle edition. Uh, Hitman 2, and this is a good get. Um, yeah, it is. Perfect for uh, PlayStation Plus. Predator Hunting Grounds, which I can imagine is kind of, you know, if I'd played Predator Hunting Grounds, I would have reviewed it very similarly to Aliens Fireteam Elite. Everyone should get Hitman 2 mm-hmm. and Overcook. Those are really How about good you games. quit telling them what they should and shouldn't do? I'm Sir? just saying. 
You should do it. <clears throat> well, John is going to stop talking about PlayStation Plus games because that's it. Did. That's it. <laughs> there are no more. However, if you got an Xbox and you got Games Pass, here we go. Yeah. Hold on. There's 47 titles I got to read. The greatest Final Fantasy game. <laughs> I do want to say Hot one of them that's on here <laughs> I think is leaving. So, oh really? The one that okay. the one that's okay, very very popular and one uh outsold a Call of Duty series uh the year it came out. Um you should skip <laughs> over that one. <laughs> oh, Sean. Here we go. Uh Final <laughs> Fantasy 13. Boo. Craft Opia. Hmm. Signs of Sojourner. Sojourner. Surgeon Simulator 2. That's Surgeon Simulator 2. Correct me again in front of my friends. Crown Trick. (laughs) Breathage. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Or is that Breathage? I don't know. Breathage or Breathage? Nuclear Throne. Have uh, some Crystal Burgers, or for you folks up north, some White Castle Burgers. You got a nuclear throw. You know what I'm saying? I thought that's what uh, the end of season six of Game of Thrones was. Possibly. Uh, The Artful (laughs) Escape. And this is the game I think Chris was talking about. Yeah, skip that one. Red Dead. Yep. Nope. Can't talk about that one. You think that's leaving, Chris? I believe I saw a thing the other day that said, hey, you have till. Online is leaving? Yeah. So, Ixnay on Red Dead Online A. Did I say that right? Uh, Company of Heroes 2. That's a good one. That is a good one. Disgaea. Disgaea. Four. That one's coming in September. (laughs) Forza Motorsport 7. That's the more, remember the Forza Motorsport series is the more like uh, real racing. Simulator. If you will. Simulator. Yes. Good word. Hotshot Racing. Not like Forza. <laughs> you can't prove that. Uh, anecdotal. The Dark Crystal. I think there's like a subtitle to that. But yeah, it's not anecdotal. I said yeah, that dark, before this, the title. I think this game is like a Fire Emblem game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And finally, now that my throat is dry and I need lube. Th- uh, Throne Breaker. The Witcher Tales. <gasps> I have to look that up. <laughs> you don't know what that one is? Not offhand. Do you know what I do know offhand, though? That was pro, Chris. That was pro. <laughs> Finally this week. Updates for No Man's Sky. Frontiers is the next major update for No Man's Sky and will add a new layer of content. It will now put towns filled with NPCs in the game, allowing players to interact and explore further. Frontiers will allow players to explore living, breathing settlements that were once barren planets. The update will also <laughs> allow you to become the overseer of a settlement. The, are we getting into Hunger Games with that? I don't know. Uh, which will allow for new in-game options. You'll be able to grow your own towns by constructing new buildings and welcoming new citizens. Animal Crossing goes sci-fi. I was thinking of Stardew Valley personally, but that's not a bad reference too. In other news, reviews for the game on Steam have improved. The game reviews overall have moved from overwhelmingly negative to mostly positive. It's not bad. 
Not bad. 6.8. I mean, I, it's a 6.8, but I still enjoyed the purchase, you know? Sean, I caught you playing it two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. What did I play? Past week. Oh, No Man's Sky. Yes, that's what we just, duh. Ryan yes. Lee's playing it. However, still, still playing it? no, that's why we dove back into the world of Destiny. Oh, but what did you think? it's better. Uh, was the update already out? Oh, <laughs> well, uh, no. No, I guess not. But in general, I had, had in, in general, I kept this comment kept recurring in our play. Mm-hmm. It was not like this when we played it X amount of years ago. Yeah, and and the guy I was playing with, he'd be like, "Ryan, well, I didn't play it. yeah, it, you know, he's a he's a meathead." So he'd say, "Well, I didn't play it back then, so I wouldn't know." <sighs> and I'd say, "It just wasn't like this." But then then I remembered no man's sky as i remembered it started kind of shining through which may or may not be a bad thing depending on your perspective but uh it just wasn't it's still not for me so okay i fired it up yeah. like about when it first came to game pass and i was like you know I, I didn't have the time to sink into it because it is a game that you could kill a lot of time yeah. right but still even going back to it i was like this is definitely 10 times better than what it's better like you can and 10 times better you could progress so much faster with the things that they've put in there um and th- there was more need to go actually go mm-hmm. and explore the universe than just doing the basic main storyline yes. and it was fun to do that because you would yes. like people could be like hey this planet's really cool and interesting here are the coordinates and you'd be like cool and take cool, off that yeah. planet you know it was I uh ryan lee found john for perspective ryan lee found a planet that looked like just lightning death planet but that planet was home to a specific type of thing we could farm uh i'm just gonna call them lightning crystals they only opened up when the when the major storms were happening with major lightning sounds like you and, found dagobah it's kind of like dagobah right but you and you can only farm these when that's going on but you can also die instantly from lightning bolts but if you get these they're worth like half a million a piece so that's Hello. money you can make, but it's very dangerous. That was pretty fun. But then there were some mundane type experiences. Space stations are still very empty NPC yeah. stuff. Uh, but they're now now you will see other players running around the world, even on a PVE world. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So shout out for that game not dying and continuing to kind of grow. So yeah. But that is it for news that you mentioned, Chris. Yeah. Is there anything we wanted to add or just go ahead and button that on up? We can button up, uh, but if we're going to button it up, does that mean we should wrap it up? Never. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year 3000. So this Except week this is week. when I just <laughs> remind you of our email address, and that is weeklygameschat at gmail.com. If you'd like to, of course, be a part of the show via email, please uh, do so. We don't have any we're going to highlight this week. Listen here, but- you mother. <laughs> nope, Chris. Nope. We're just gonna move on. No, but <laughs> gonna tell him how I feel about this. 
Uh, but we do have a liar on board. Ooh. His name is Draven or Draven, however you decide to pronounce it that day. Over on our weekly uh, Games Chat Discord email section, um, he says, can't make it to the stream, but Aliens is awesome so far. Get it, Richards. <laughs> but he's here. Um, he's yeah, That's why I said he's a dirty, <laughs> dirty liar. Uh, and then, of course, our good friend Punkhead reminded Draven Draven that he is awesome. Or they, you know, that's how we do in our community. Uh, hey, Sean, how do I get to Discord? Well, for the umpteenth time, you can go to twitter.com backslash weekly games chat. And there is a pinned tweet that gets you sent right on over uh, to our our Discord. And there's somebody right now who's listening who's going to call me a dirty liar because we were once uh, direct message saying it expired. We quickly fact-checked that and Chris confirmed, no, it works. So if you remember last week, we were talking about um, companies and favoring and keeping whoever sacrifices the most. You remember that 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 edition of Weekly Politics Chaslet? chat last week remember guys i kind of sat here and then john eventually said we've we've made sean fall asleep uh well that's riley on twitter said this at weekly game chat chris is right (laughs) companies will basically favor and keep whoever sacrifices the most to them it's pretty simple john is also right when he says they don't look and see if they're sick or pregnant it only matters what they got what they got out of you so I said, thanks for listening. And, and Ad Dats Riley followed up and once again said, I know it's more complicated than that, though. And no problem. Love the show and love the dynamic you guys have with these arguments. See, I told you they say this a lot, guys. They love the dichotomy of, of us, of us three. It's, it's fantastic. Um, I do want to point out, too, that we had a haircut this week mm. uh, at Mikado Corp. That's uh, Roberto. He got him a new do. And uh, it looked pretty good. So I let them know. So shout out to new haircuts. Uh, I, I bring that up because I had another friend who looks exactly like a real life Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> who, <laughs> who also went for the first time since the pandemic and got his haircut. So I'm hoping those are starting to, I hope we, us, us gentlemen get tightened up. If you letting your hair grow because of the Rona, maybe you can, Work that out. I don't know. Rumor is that for the first time since the pandemic, he's going to be doing his usual uh, Civil War reenactment that he does every <laughs> weekend after Labor Day weekend. Yeah, you can. If you want to know what he looks like, just pull up either a $5 bill or a penny. He's there. If you're in South Dakota, there's a big <laughs> mountain you can visit and you'll see him. <laughs> he's a big fan of top hats for no reason at all. This is this is what annoys him every day with when he's uh, with us in Discord. No, what really gets him is when we ask him, does he really hunt vampires? Then he just loses it and shuts down for the day. I was uh, like, did you have to <laughs> hang out with Daniel Day-Lewis for a year when he did that movie? Did he get the accent right? Um, but uh, <laughs> at, uh, at Guzman underscore Devin, uh, thank you for the follow following you back uh hey if you want to be highlighted on twitter or or follow us so you can get followed back weekly games chat sorry twitter.com backslash weekly games chat and and believe it or not boys and girls i think that's all we're going to highlight for the email slash uh, twitter slash user portion of the show once again if you want to email us weekly games chat at gmail.com twitter.com backslash weekly games chat and of course 
Uh, our Discord is pinned there on Twitter. <laughs> so, boys, this has been episode 324. John, thank you for that Aliens review. It was top natch, even though it was an okay game. You guys got anything yeah. you want to add? You're good to go? Good. All right. Game on, Chris. Game on, John. I got to delay this a little bit. So there's a wonderful breakdown of all things that have been taken out of Madden over the years, which is why no one likes Madden 22. You should go find I got, it on I YouTube. forgot to say something. Can I plug it? I got to plug it. Hey, wherever you download us, make sure to leave us a review. Yes. It helps your friends find us just like you did. But uh, game on, John. Game on, Sean. And uh, it's uh, time for me to say peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. I'm Chris Wilson. And I'm Dylan Gregory. And we host Backstage Gaming, a weekly podcast about video games and storytelling. We both play pretend professionally. Sometimes on stage with other people. And sometimes alone in a soundproof room. So join us every Monday while we talk about games, acting, and how a story comes together. Backstage Gaming. Dramatic takes on your favorite games. Part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network.